0: Boys and girls and babes, let's go! Welcome to the Locked On Capitals podcast. My name is Amy Rothenberger and I'm your host. Get ready to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It is a great day to talk about hockey. And on today's roster is a look at what happened in both Toronto and Edmonton last night, as well as a brand new game where we talk about the goaltending for the Washington Capitals from this past season called Name That Tendy. But first, the news. Hey, what happened? Last night was a great night to be watching hockey. The Philadelphia Flyers clawed their way to victory in double overtime to force a Game 7 on Saturday against the New York Islanders. Oscar Lindblom, cancer survivor, joined their lineup on the ice for the first time since the return to play. Obviously, this is a great storyline, and we're all happy for him. But it's possible to be happy for Oscar and concerned for his health and well-being at the same time. Stay safe, Oscar. I love that this further increases the Ferta and the FUN quotients for the Philadelphia Flyers. Say that ten times fast. Ferta FUN, Philadelphia Flyers. FUN wins championships. And, for the first time last night, there was a game in that series that was fun to watch. I rarely say this, if at all, as a Caps fan. And if you want to revoke my card, fine. But... Let's go Flyers. Speaking of the fun and the furda, the second part of last night's doubleheader did not disappoint. The Vancouver Canucks, backstopped by their young phenom goaltender named Thatcher, Thatcher Demko, shut out the Vegas Golden Knights 4 nothing to also force a Game 7, which will take place later this evening. Goaltending has been the story for both of these teams and a few of these round two series over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's kind of interesting that the only team in the second round of these playoffs not to overcome a 3-1 deficit in the series was the Boston Bruins. I wonder why. Could it be... (laughs) The President's Trophy Curse? I don't know what your plans were this weekend, but clear your schedules. There are three game sevens over the next 48 hours. 7. seven, 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 seven. Dallas plays Colorado at four o'clock Eastern on Friday. Vegas plays Vancouver at nine o'clock Eastern Friday night. On Saturday, it's Flyers versus Islanders at 730. The question of who will be starting in goal is actually a question for most of the teams that are playing. Will it be Flurry or Laner? Markstrom or Demko, Bishop or Kudobin? For Colorado, will Hutchinson be Klutchinson? Game 7s are awesome be-do, be-do, for every single be-do, hockey be-do, fan, be-do, except be-do, for the fans of the teams involved in said Game 7s. Let's all have fun and enjoy the highs and the lows and the superstitions and the indigestion together shall we? This is all, of course, because the NHL is in a rush to start the conference final series where I think all of the remaining teams will be moving to one bubble in Edmonton, but there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about that as of yet. The first game of the Western Conference Final is scheduled for Sunday night in Edmonton. There also hasn't been a lot of talk about what was first proposed as part of the return to play plan, which was that the players' families would join them in the bubble once the conference finals were underway. Of course, there are a lot of moving parts, both literally and figuratively, that factor into what those plans will finally be, not the least of which are the directions of local health officials and, you know, the law. We'll keep an eye on what's happening over this weekend, and of course, be here to talk about it on Monday. Up next, a brand new look at some players years in review called Name That Tendy. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They are new, they are improved, they have a different look to their packaging, and the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. There are 18 amazing flavors now. Six of those flavors are brand new. And those are Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. Some of those feel very fall-like flavors, sort of get you into the, into the change of season. All 12 of their original flavors still exist. I'm not going to list all 12 of those for you. But some of them that stand out to my taste buds are peanut butter brownie, raspberry, banana bread, and double chocolate. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So not that sort of semi-sweet, half, maybe chocolate, maybe who knows what that's a little bit dry and chalky that covers some other protein bars that I might have had in the past. The bars are soft and easy to chew. So you're not going to break one of your teeth on one of them and it's not going to take you 10 minutes to get through one. Built bars are healthy. They are great for anyone who is health conscious. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for the keto diet. Let's take, for example, my favorite name for the bar, Cherry Barcia. It has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. The best thing about it, though, is that it tastes good. So, for a limited time, while supplies last, you can get a free cooler with your purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code On. For $10 off at builtbar.com. Boys and girls and babes, welcome to Name That Tendy. I am your host, and you know that because you've been listening, Amy. In this trivia adventure, I will read off a list of goaltender facts, figures, and characteristics from this past season, and you will have to name that. Tendy, Just like with the skating game, all of the stats are from Hockey Reference and Cap Friendly. Here we go. Our first goaltender, out of Lloydminster, Saskatchewan, Ontario, is 6 feet 2 inches tall, weighs 214 pounds, and is 30 years old. He catches left. He currently makes $6.1 million a season. He loves reading, playing guitar, social justice, is married, has a son and daughter. His goals against average over the past three seasons, from least to most recent, is 2.99, 2.82, and 3.11. His save percentage over the past three years, from least recent to most recent, is a 907, A 911 and an 897. He wears a lot of really weird hats. He has said that there is still a possibility of staying here in DC, but is an unrestricted free agent currently. I can name that goalie in three notes. Our second goaltender is from a town in Russia that I'm going to try to pronounce called Magnitogorsk. That is how I'm going to pronounce that, Russia. He is six foot three, weighs 208 pounds, is 23 years old, catches left, currently makes $925,000 through the 2020-21 season on his entry-level contract, and then he'll need to be renewed. He is married. He loves making TikTok videos and was the fastest goalie in Washington Capitals history to reach 10 wins. His goals against average over the past three years, again, from least to most recent, is .99, 2.7, 2.54. Those first two were in Russia and in Hershey, respectively. Same goes for the save percentage numbers. So the first number you here hear was when he played in Russia, the second in Hershey, the third with the Capitals this past season. So that's .956, 898, and 913. He was injured during the pause, came to training camp, but was not invited to join the Caps in the bubble due to said injury. I can name that goalie, in four notes my neck my back our third goaltender out of north pole alaska is six foot four weighs 200 pounds and is 28 years old he also catches left currently makes 1.1 million through the 2021-22 season he likes to spell his first name wrong and he wears goofy glasses when he's not playing His goals against average over the past three seasons was a 2.91 with the Hershey Bears, a 2.9 with the Capitals, and a 2.47 with the Bears. His save percentage over the past three seasons, 0.896 with the Bears, a 9.05 with the Caps, and a 9.05 with the Bears. He was undrafted. Sent back and forth to St. Louis by the Capitals in two separate trades and was even placed on waivers in favor of Samsonov at one point. I can name that goalie in eight notes. I'm gonna raise you like a There is a fourth goaltender coming at us out of the Czech Republic. He is six foot one, weighs 180 pounds, and is 24 years old. He, too, catches left. Currently is making league minimum on a two-way contract that expires in 2022. He won the backup job in the bubble over Phoenix Copley when Samsonov could not attend. His goals against average over the past three years, all of which have been with the Hershey Bears, has been a 3.04, a 2.62, and a 2.25. His save percentage over those three seasons was a .888, a .907, and a .917. He was named MVP of the AHL 2020 All-Star Game and was once hit in the mask with an OV-1 timer so hard that he said he couldn't chew for the rest of the day. I can name that goalie in three notes. Check, 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 check it out. What, what, what's it all about? We're working out. let burn Up next, what does this all mean for the future of the Washington Capitals' crease? Stay tuned. I have some ideas and some thoughts. If you like what you are listening to, please subscribe to the podcast so that you do not miss an episode and give it a rating and a review, which helps others to discover it and join our community. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Cats. Follow me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook at Locked on Capitals. Send me an email, LockedOnCaps at gmail.com. I also have another hockey podcast where I swear and I yell a lot with my friend Julie, but it doesn't happen daily or even weekly. You can find it on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast or on our website, PuckerUpHockey.com. So here's the thing. Rain Holpe is a free agent. He makes a lot of money. The Capitals have a stable of goaltenders in waiting, including the likely heir to the throne, Ilya Samsonov. However, an injury to your neck and back is difficult for any athlete, never mind an athlete like a hockey goalie who relies very heavily on his neck and his back to do his job well. Brian McClellan says that he's sure Samsonov will be ready for next season, but really who can be sure? Like, sure, sure. So, now what? Well, there's a possibility that Holpie could stick around and work in tandem with someone. But then there's the expansion draft to think about, which happens after next season, and how one goalie needs to be exposed, and then the Caps are at risk of losing a still reasonably valuable goalie for nothing, When they could trade him, and if they traded him, who would take his place? And why would you keep him for a year or however long just to trade him? This all becomes even more of a mess when you consider that the following goaltenders are all unrestricted free agents along with Braden Holtby. Hold on to your butts. Corey Crawford, Robin Lehner. Jacob Markstrom, Thomas Grice, Cam Talbot, and Anton Hudobin. Most of them make half or less than half as much as Braden Holpe, and will be looking for big paydays as well. Add on to that the fact that players like Matt Murray, Freddie Anderson, and Marc-Andre Fleury already have trade rumors circ- circulating around them. And... Teams have to deal with a flat cap. I would not want to be a general manager right now. That said, I think you would agree that the capitals are in win now mode. The window has a little bit of space left before it hits the sill. And if it were me, I would want to go with a known commodity in net. If you are in win-now mode, you are not in let's-figure-out-which-goalie-might-work mode. At least that that's how I would think. The only one of the Cavs goalies that is a known commodity with enough of a sample size to back it up is Brayden Holpe. And this is not my Brayden Holpe fan girl side talking. This is my, I'm gonna look at this with a little bit of perspective person talking. I think the question becomes... Do we keep him and have a true tandem with a 1A and a 1B goalie? Or do we hit the market and go with someone else to ride alongside a player currently in the system? At this point, it really is hard to tell. Of the four goalies that I've mentioned today that are in the capital system, and considering that aside from Holtby, that these are small sample sizes, the only one that has improved over the past three years, including Brayden Holpe, is VTech Vanacek. And he's who they brought to the bubble. After they said it was going to be Phoenix Copley. Just some food for thought. On that note, if you are here in the States, have a lovely Labor Day weekend. If you are in Canada or anywhere else, enjoy a couple of days. And know that there will be a pod on Monday... When we will continue our year-in-review slash prognostication for the roster, with a new game, a new new game, called Wheel of Forwards. Until then, even though it is the off-season, be sure to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. It's been 173 days since Brianna Taylor was shot. And her killers still roam free. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, penguins.